Hello, everybody. Thanks for finding your way to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and we're glad you could join us for Management Decisions, a podcast designed to give you some new perspectives and strategies when it comes to managing others. Now, one way to help might be to simply stop taking yourself so seriously. And that's the suggestion of our guest for this episode. Steve Cody is the co-founder and CEO of Peppercom, an award-winning strategic communications and marketing firm that has offices in New York, San Francisco, and London. Steve, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, my pleasure, Tim. Thanks for having me. Now, first of all, the idea here of using humor in the workplace, and that's what we're going to be talking about in our conversation, it didn't quite come out of the blue. So could you explain to the listeners about your other job and how that came to be? Yeah, sure. I was, um, I'd like to say I've been going through a midlife crisis since about seventh grade. (laughs) And maybe eight or nine years ago, someone suggested as a bucket list item, I'd try to perform stand-up comedy just to see what it was like. So I I studied four or five nights with a group called the American Comedy Institute. And on the fifth night, I performed and I did okay. The MC made the mistake of telling me that I wasn't bad at all. And uh, if I was interested, I might want to come back and try it again. And frankly, that's all the encouragement I needed. And I started doing it regularly every Friday and Saturday night. Nice. Nights rather. And I've now been doing it eight straight years. Oh, wow. So definitely made it a, a nice side hustle for yourself there, I guess. Well, I'm making upwards of $20, $25 a night. So in terms <laughs> of supplemental income, you just can't, you can't beat it. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that sounds very enticing, getting up there and possibly <laughs> getting booed. No, I, I, think, I think I'll take a shot at that. But on a serious note, in a weird way, I guess, uh, humor, the idea of humor in the workplace is sort of where we transition to the, uh, the show here today. Why do you see it as being important or valuable as something that, you know, especially leaders in an organization can have in the workplace? Well, there, there are a number of reasons. First and foremost, humor displays humanity. And in a world of cynicism, humanity is a key attribute that many leaders simply do not possess. Hmm. And I would use the, uh, the adjective self-deprecating humor sure. as being even more important. If you are able to admit your own mistakes, laugh at, at a mistake that you made, be open to allowing others to laugh with you, it breaks down so many invisible walls and silos and build a rapport in a way that I've never seen before. Do you see that as being an issue with a lot of leaders because of possibly ego or something else that goes into the fact where, well, you know, we we can't have humor because people aren't going to take me seriously? Where do you see that, I guess, issue a lot of people have with it? Well, sure. You know what I think is fascinating is uh, there's no question, A, it's a generational thing. B, it's a gender thing as well. Hmm. So, you know, you have your older white males who have typically come up the ranks of the traditional ranks of sales, engineering, technology, whatever. Mm -hmm. And those are very, very serious businesses. So they tend to take themselves very seriously and kind of see themselves as the business version of football players. You know, you just don't show pain, you don't grin, you don't laugh, none of that stuff. So what I have seen and what I'm seeing more and more is the Gen X's, the millennials, people who have grown up with John Stewart, Stephen Colbert. Really, the game changer was Bill Clinton. Hmm. Like him or, 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 or hate him. <laughs> uh, he was really the first leader to openly display any sort of, of uh, emotion. And I think that was a bit of a game changer. I think Rudy Giuliani used humor in the aftermath of 9-11 in an amazing way to demonstrate calm, control, and leadership. That yes, this was devastating, but we will bounce back. And he had a little bit of a sense of humor about it as well. 
so it's becoming more and more accepted in the workplace, but there's still very much a um, an old school mentality that's reluctant to embrace it. Right. Now, I appreciate you bringing up this idea and talking about it because I, I, I'm right with you in seeing humor as being a, just a great tool, if used properly, of course. And I think that's where another question people have is, is there a danger to trying to be funny and sort of crossing a line? I mean, would you give people some guidelines when they're trying to use humor in the workplace? Well, absolutely. Um, the first thing I would say is that humor is not right for every workplace, nor is it right for every culture. If the culture is autocratic, top-down, and serious, uh, humor and, and comedy will not work in that environment. So first and foremost, you need a leadership that is open, that is collegial, that does possess this self-deprecating sense of humor. At the same time, it has to be circumstance appropriate. Mm-hmm. So humor can be used to um, fill a, um, either a void in a conversation, that, that long silence that will sometimes occur. It can be used to turn around a negative sales pitch. If you're just being greeted by negative nonverbals or complete silence, you can use humor to turn that situation around. But obviously, I would not suggest comedy or humor in serious situations, uh, you know, anything from a plant closing, layoffs, things like that. Obviously, it's not appropriate in those circumstances. Right, right. Now, you'd mentioned the idea of humor, of course, being an emotion. And that's, I think, where a lot of this stems from. Where do you draw the line of that sort of emotional side versus logical and decision-making? We've had a lot of conversations on our shows about, you know, sort of the, the place for emotion in the workplace. And you said maybe it's becoming sort of more acceptable. I mean, can you give us an example maybe of, of where the line might be drawn in terms of emotion in general? Not necessarily humor, but just emotion in general? Sure. Well, as we do our training of various corporations and how, how to use humor and comedy in the workplace, our motto is, when in doubt, leave it out. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about putting together a bunch of one-liners that you would use at the Broadway Comedy Club at midnight on a Saturday. Rather, is there something that's humorous about the room in which you're sitting? Perhaps the heat has been turned up to literally match the Vietnamese jungle. You could make light of something like that. We call that observational humor. Okay. Or there might be an instance where someone is so PowerPoint driven that he is reading the slides and, and his back is facing the audience the entire time. And you might want to interject by saying, hey, Jim, who tailors your suits? I absolutely love what they've done with the, 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 the <laughs> shoulders, the shoulder pads. So there are ways to inject humor, to break the monotony, change the pace, and really change the emotion of a meeting. I know I did like early on in our conversation, you talked about sort of creating this vulnerability in a way, um, you know, self-deprecating humor and, and making people seem just more human in a lot of ways. Where does that fall in the line when, say, a leader makes a mistake or something does go wrong or, or something, I don't know, just a situation that generally would be uncomfortable? How can humor be used in that case to maybe diffuse the situation a little bit? First and foremost, I think Crisis 101 now is all about admitting fault. Mm. So you're seeing more and more CEOs saying, you know, regardless of whether or not you're seeing this with General Motors right now, regardless of whether or not I was at the helm, this is ultimately my responsibility. I accept full blame for that. So that's, that's terrific. So that's displaying uh, humanity, some vulnerability, some empathy with the audience. What I like to do is say something to the effect that I need to talk to you today about a mistake I made. Now, typically, I only make four, five, six mistakes a week, and it's only Tuesday, and this is already number eight. So let me walk (laughs) you through what I just did. So there are ways in which you can um, diffuse some of the negative news Mm -hmm. 
by, again, accepting the fault yourself, making light of it, but saying, you know, I learned. The big thing about um, using humor to display vulnerability is to admit fault, make a joke about your own failings or failures or frailties, and the lessons that you learned as a result of it. People are so open to you saying, I made a mistake, you know, joke about it a little bit. Here's what I learned, though, and here's what I'm going to try to avoid in the future. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, this happened, this is what we're going to do moving forward. It's a very different feeling. There's a very different emotion. And people are willing to follow leaders like that anywhere. With that in mind, and this is probably a little bit of a selfish question on my end. If I recall seeing you're a baseball fan, yes? Mm Mm-hmm. One of my long-suffering agonies is being a New York Mets fan. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, we're headquartered here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I am a uh, hardcore Brewers fan. Uh-huh. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure you know of Ryan Braun had some uh, some transgressions that he's trying to work back from. Yep. If he would have come out with his walk-up music uh, on opening day to uh, I'm Sorry, how do you think that would have played with the, with the media and the fans? I think if it was genuine and I think if it was backed up, it can't come out of the blue. It'd have to be backed up by other statements that he made, Okay, maybe some self-deprecating humor that he used in various press conferences. So it can't just come out of the blue. You can't just suddenly turn on a switch and be seen as a nice guy. Alex Rodriguez would be the, the poster child for something like that. Sure. You need to look at this not as a one-off, but as part of your arsenal of either creating your own brand or repositioning your brand. So yes, it would be it would be ideal for him if he had spent the off season making a number of comments that were self deprecating, that spoke to the mistakes, that talked about the learnings and injected humor all along, and maybe even hinted at something new the first time he stepped up to the plate. Then it would all make sense. If it just came out of nowhere, it would probably be mixed by maybe some laughs, but mostly booze. All right. I appreciate that uh look inside that aspect of it. And I, I think it does get to your point of People don't want or they don't want to seem like it's being contrived or set up in a way. I feel like that's what you're a little bit getting at in sort of making sure it's a part of who you are, not just something that happens this one time. Well, comedy in the workplace or humor in the workplace should all be based on the truth. So it's not about telling jokes. It's about storytelling. And whatever you're discussing should be based on authentic facts. This actually happened. And maybe you exaggerate a little bit and heighten it a little bit. But it's all about authenticity and, and the beauty of humor and why you're seeing more and more companies embrace it, especially in their advertising and marketing, mm-hmm. is that humor breaks through. Humor is based upon things that really happen. And people can relate to funny things that happen and they'll remember that brand as opposed to other ones that just give you the facts or the features or the benefits. Well, it's interesting you bring up marketing. How about in a situation where Possibly I'm out speaking with a client. So you're outside sort of that work environment now. You're not speaking with a colleague or a direct report of some kind. Does humor still have a place there or would you say that's a little more dangerous ground to be walking on? I would say it's more important there than ever. Here's why. Hmm. I believe whatever business you're in, you're like a baseball coach or a football coach or a baseball manager. You're hired to be fired. It may be three decades down the road or it may be tomorrow, but you have to constantly reinforce the relationship with the client because there are always going to be competitors who are chomping at the bit to take that client away from you. So the more you can make that client laugh and enjoy your company, the more he will want to do or she will want to do business with you. Well, I appreciate that perspective. I think that is a, I definitely wasn't expecting that answer. I think that's nice for our listeners to hear as well. We are getting a little low on time, but I want to ask you, 
Has it ever happened to you in the workplace where a use of humor has backfired on you? Can you share with the, uh, the listeners any time that might have happened? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it has backfired, but the, one interesting side, low, side light or side feature benefit of having done this for eight years is that we now have a culture of over 100 people in which the comedy, both written and spoken, is self-policing. Hmm. So, for example, a couple of years ago, one of our uh, male junior account executives was talking about a softball game that night that had been rained out. And he said, gee, that's too bad. He wrote a company-wide email. Gee, that's too bad. I was really looking forward to seeing you ladies in wet T-shirts. <laughs> and I, I didn't have to say a thing. Human resources didn't have to do anything. Three or four of the women who had, been, had gone through our comedy training came down, explained to him what he had done. Right. And he immediately posted his own apology. So a comedy-based culture knows the parameters. So knock on wood, we've never had to deal with any, any suits of any kind because our people know what to leave out, what not, how far they can push the limits. Those limits don't exist in other companies because they've never gone through this kind of training. That is a great example for our listeners out there, uh, both on both sides of it, like you said, the policing side, and also you can't just jump into this if the culture isn't set up that way. Again, Steve, I appreciate all the conversation with this. I think it's a fascinating topic. Before we wrap things up, we always like to give our guests the opportunity to allow our listeners to hear a little bit of a takeaway, something you'd like to leave them with about this topic. So the floor is yours. What's something that you think is important to mention here before we finish up? I think the most important thing to understand is that the world is changing from a generational standpoint. And millennials are now entering the workforce in numbers, you know, large numbers. They're starting to attain positions of authority. They have humor and comedy in their DNA. So they are going to be more and more open to this type of mix between comedy in business. So I think the future is limitless for those companies who grasp the importance of the use of comedy and humor in business. That sounds like a perfect place to finish things up today. And that will wrap up this edition of Management Decisions. And again, our conversation about utilizing humor at work, especially maybe as a leader in the organization. And it's been our pleasure to have on Steve Cody, the co-founder and CEO of Peppercom. Steve, thanks again for giving our listeners a unique look at management style and strategy and really just the workplace in general. We do appreciate it. That was my pleasure. And if I ever get your way, um, I'll certainly invite you to a comedy show at Stand Up Milwaukee. That would be great. I would definitely enjoy that. And of course, we want to hear from you, the listeners, as well, and get your feedback. Just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for any of our shows here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.